everybody, welcome back to yet another exciting, enticing, and very incredible episode of Game of Jones, your premiere podcast for somebody who has never seen Game of Thrones, watching it. That's right, my name's Ed Jones, I'm the person who made this whole dealio, and uh, uh, the premise is basically, I've never watched Game of Thrones before, I, I, I know peripheral knowledge from the internet and various spoilers, and I decided at season 7, the current season we're on, to start watching it and just see if I can figure out what's going on. I think it's going pretty goddamn well. I am joined today by a panel of experts, a veritable, a veritable cavalcade of people, um, who are, who are absolute experts on Game of Thrones and are going to help me out and guide me along. Ladies and gentlemen, please say hello to Shafee. Hi. And, uh, also joining us is Matt Pritt. Hey. Hey guys, how's it going? It's going alright. Excellent, excellent. Uh, right at the, right at the top of the show, uh, just because I, I got, I got, I got a message from this guy. Big, 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 non-ironic shout out to Daniel Kulos. Daniel, I was, so Daniel reached out to me today and he was like, hey man, when's that next episode going up? And I was like, holy shit, people are actually listening. And it made me just so, so damn tickled. Uh, Daniel, you're honestly the best. Um, thanks so much for listening. Uh, and I super duper appreciate it. Um, yeah, uh, without anything else, uh, you guys want to get right into the recap? Yes. Let's do it. All right. This was episode five of season seven called Eastwatch. Uh, so, so we, we open up with the previously on, uh, previously on Game of Thrones, the hounds stared at a fire, uh, red beardy man went to the wall to be the new members of the Night's Watch. Arya beat Brienne of Tarth. Uh, Baelish was creeping while that happened. There was a lot of political conflicts, blah, 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 blah. Um, a, a big old fight with a giant fucking dragon. Still can't get over how cool that was. Uh, they avoided killing a main character because they're running out of main characters to kill. Uh, so we pick up our episode. In scene one, it's after the battle. Uh, Brun is, uh, or Bron, Brun? Bron. Bron is saving Jamie from the water that he fell into at the end of the last episode. They've apparently been underwater so long that the fight is actually over now. Um, because there's no sign of anybody in the background, just smoldering remains. It went from night to day. It was still, it was day in the last episode, it was day in the last episode too. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. he was just underwater. But it was just like, there were still people like kind of, kind of mowing up, mowing about and kind of milling around and, and fighting and trying to not get dead. Um, and for some reason just nobody was there anymore. So, uh... Brun, Brun gives, gives Jamie some hell for being dumb. Brun makes it abundantly clear that his loyalty to Jamie is purely money-based and absolutely terminable at any time, including and up to dragons. Uh, Jamie is super not looking forward to telling Cersei about his failure, uh, and so we go forward from there. Scene two. Tyrion is currently surveying the damage, and it is a lot. Uh, I also made the note in this scene that, man, his beard looks really good. Uh, Peter Dinklage absolutely killing it with the beard this season. Uh, Daenerys appeals to Jamie's troops, saying she's really not as bad as Cersei, and uh, in the same breath says, join me or die. <laughs> uh, some people refuse, but dragons are a surprisingly useful intimidation tool. Uh, so a couple more people bow, but not quite everybody. Danny calls out who I wrote down as Bald Man and re- later remembered his name was Randall Tarley, uh, and his son Dickon, Dickon, Rickon, Dickon, uh, and he and Tyrion exchange some words. Uh, uh, Randall is, uh, I wrote sent to the war because I thought he, I thought he was, he was going to be sent to the wall or something like that. Uh, absolutely not the case because, uh, <laughs> Dickon speaks out as well. 
Tyrion pleads with Daenerys to not kill them, but instead take them prisoner. And Daenerys says, no, I'm done taking prisoners. Like, they had their choice and they made it. Uh, Dickon and uh, Randall Tarly are thusly toasted, and literally everybody else joins her. <laughs> uh, scene three, Jamie reports to Cersei. He is pretty sure they're fucked. Uh, he tells Cersei about Elena confessing to the murder of Joffrey. Cersei initially doesn't believe him, yada, yada, yada. Uh, she says they'll fight in the war and they'll die. Uh, scene four, John meets a fucking dragon. John pets a fucking dragon. <laughs> Danny steps off the fucking dragon, uh, and tells John that she murked a whole bunch of dudes. Danny asks John about, uh, Davos's knife to the heart comment when he first arrived at Dragonstone. Um, but John kind of John kind of dodges around it, and uh, uh, just in time as a distraction, entree Sir Jorah, who returns to Danny's service. Uh, scene five. There's a whole bunch of ravens, and initially I thought they were blinking, but then it's just Bran warging into them, I believe. Uh, uh, I wrote, I think, Prince <laughs> comma after or question mark afterwards. Uh, he uses them all to see a white bunch of white walkers, big old flock of ravens, looking at a bunch of white walkers coming this way. And there's a veritable shitload of them. There's so many. Uh, the Night King is able to disperse the birds with a glance. Uh, scene six, Sam, Sam, the, the poop soup man, overhears the maesters talking about a message from Bran Stark, describing the previous scene that I was just talking about. Sam says it's absolutely legit. Please listen to Bran and asks them to help spread the word, since people will listen to them and nobody will listen to him. Uh, they think it's a ploy by Daenerys to thin out the armies. Sam's dad, uh, uh, I, I then, I, I then learn as a, a watcher, that Sam's dad and brother were absolutely the ones that got toasted. Uh, Sam is a Tarly, uh, and his dad, uh, 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 Dickon and Jordan were, uh, um, D uh, D yeah, Dickon and Jordan, uh, no, not Jordan, Randall. Dickon and Randall were his dad and brother. Didn't know that. That's a bummer for Sam. I don't think Sam knows yet. <laughs> um, scene seven, Tyrion and the sassy monk talk. Uh, they both commiserate about standing by idly while people get toasted, and Sassy Monk has a scroll for John that he's absolutely read because he's a Sassy Monk. Uh, scene eight, John has the scroll. He learns that Arya and Bran, who he thought were dead, are alive. Danny refuses to help for to uh, help him help him out at the at, up at the wall for fear that Cersei will march in once she leaves. Tyrion says he's gonna bring a White Walker to Cersei and show her it's a real threat to make her put her shit on hold. Davos says he can smuggle Tyrion in for a meeting with Jaime. John and Jorah will travel to the north to kidnap a White Walker. John says he trusted Danny, and now it's his time to trust her, and she acquiesces thusly. Uh, scene 9, Arya walks in on a meeting with Sansa, who is being herald heralded by the Knights of the Vale, uh, and they are also talking shit about John for leaving. Uh, she says, chill your shit out. Uh, it's going to be cool. Her and Arya have a private moment. Arya is also giving her hell that she stood by while they talked shit about John. Uh, and says to rule with a more firm hand or the headless people. Um, Arya alludes to what, Arya alludes to what Sansa really wants. And they have a tense moment that I, as a person who did not see Game of Thrones, did not quite understand. Uh, scene 10, Tyrion and Davos sneak back into King's Landing. Scene 11, Jamie and Bronn creep in the underground with a whole bunch of dragon skulls. And surprise, Tyrion's here. Tyrion compliments him on his strategy at Casterly Rock. Jamie is not pleased with Tyrion. Tyrion explains why he killed their dad, alludes that da Daenerys has a more important request for Cersei. Scene 12, there's a blacksmith shop. Uh, Davos finds a dirty boy. I wrote. Uh, he is, he, a uh, dirty boy is making swords for the Lannisters. 
who killed his father, and he's super ready to roll with Davos at a moment's notice, as soon as, like, da- before Davos can get the words out of his mouth. And he gets a big-ass warhammer <laughs> to roll with that we were all super thrilled about. Um, uh, they go to the beach and they, to sail out. They're approached by some guards. Uh, Davos bribes the guards with a bit more than he's used to. They stick their nose where they ought not. Davos pulls a fast one and gives them some bootleg Viagra. Uh, and as they leave, Tyrion comes back and is fucking spotted easily. Uh, but Dirty Boy makes quick work of the guards with his fucking hammer! Uh, scene 13. Jamie meets with Cersei and he tells her he met with Tyrion. Uh, Danny wants an armistice while they, or while they deal with the White Walkers. Cersei points out that Bronn set up a meeting without Jamie's consent should be punished. She also monologues about delusions of grandeur. And infers she is pregnant and willing to tell people that Jamie is the father. Uh, she also warns Jamie to never betray her again. Uh, <laughs> uh, scene 14. Fast travel. I wrote, fast travel is some shit. Because it seems like people get around real fucking quick in this show. I'm making a note of that to ask you about in a little bit. Because okay. that is... <sighs> That's kind of been like a staple of the show, though. Well, but it's also... I know we're not supposed to tell you anything about Game of Thrones, but this won't give you any knowledge. This is just like a frustration of someone who watched... In the beginning seasons, they definitely implied that it took a really long time to mm-hmm. travel around Westeros. Yeah, I don't know how long it took Catelyn Stark to travel, but it was implied it took a really long yeah. time. Oh, yeah. And now it's like a day's travel. Yeah, no, D- well, da- Davos and Dirty Boy went to fucking went to King's Landing like they were going to get milk. Yeah. Like it was not a big deal. But it took Catelyn Stark like what nine months or yeah. something like that. Yeah, because Dragonstone and King's Landing, like if you look on the map, they are relatively cl- they're really close to each other. Sure. But yeah, like in season one when they were traveling the King's Road, which is like the main thoroughfare for the entire continent, it took you know months and months and months for him to get there. Mm-hmm. And now she's like, "Yo, we're going to all right, chill, beep," and they're there. Yeah. I. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so fast travel is some shit. Uh, turns out Dirty Boy's name is, uh, Gendry. Gendry? One of those two names. Gendry. I think I, I, I'm not, I didn't get a bell, so I don't think you I got, got it. half a bell. Yeah. I, wrote his, I wrote his name as Gen, I wrote his name as Gendry. Uh, he's a Genji main, uh, and he is Robert Baratheon's bastard son. Uh, he and John have some words, probably commiserating on the fact that they're both bastards. Uh, Gendry wants to come with John and fight with him with his fucking hammer. Uh, scene 15. Meanwhile, outside, Tyrion and Jorah shoot the shit. Tyrion gives him a slaver coin as good luck, question mark? <laughs> Tells him to come back. Danny says bye. Uh, I, 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 I made a note here. I get a really, a really nice father-daughter vibe from Jorah and Daenerys. Uh, and Shavy is laughing in my face. So I'm absolutely wrong on that vibe. It's a type of father-daughter uh, vibe. Possibly past lovers uh, in, in, the, in the Lannister way. Um, it's- who knows? We'll get to that. I see you writing down a question. So. <laughs> oh, I thought you were writing down the words so close. <laughs> I was like, oh boy. Uh, let's see. Getting back. I, well, for what it's worth, I got a real father-daughter vibe from them, and I thought it was, I thought their, their hello and their goodbye in this episode was very sweet. Uh, John and Danny say goodbye and depart. Jorah glances back wistfully as they push the boat into the water. Scene 16, Sam is scribing and homegirl that he's hanging out with is rattling off some facts about the Citadel from a record of one of the High Septums. 
Uh, Sam is losing his mind and fed up with the the whole fucking job. I wrote with this girl, but I think he's fed up with the whole job. Um, takes shit into his own hands, steals a whole bunch of shit from the library, and flees the coop, and he throws a bird into the wayward wind. And, I mean, a middle finger. Uh, scene 17, Baelish uh, is being a creepy crawler. Big surprise. Uh, Arya creeps with advantage. Uh, he's talking to all sorts of fucking people. Arya overhears him receiving the only copy of something in Winterfell. He thanks the man, he thanks the man in the name of Lady Stark. Uh, Arya picks the lock in a bitch's room, looks for something, nails her fucking perception check, we noted. She notices barely anything wrong with the mattress and decides to check it, and sees a slit on the underside, finds a scroll inside, which we looked up online, is apparently the scroll, a scroll that Sansa was forced by Cersei to send to Rob Stark in the first season. Uh, and Baelish is counter creeping, so he, they're, they're just playing a, a game of creepy chess. Uh, this whole time. Uh, John and company arrive at the wall. Beardy Man is aghast at the plan um, to go in and capture White Walker. Says John isn't the only one who wants to go back into the wet, to the White Walkers. It's the Hound and Top Knot and Blindfold. Uh, not Blindfold. Uh, uh, eye Patch. They're all back. Gendry says not to trust them because their god told them to sell them into slavery. The, lo- the short version of this scene is everybody knows everybody and everybody hates everybody, but they all want to go beyond the wall, so they decide to put their differences aside for the greater good. Uh, the gate is opened, and they go off into the great big fucking white. Uh, who I met this episode? Gendry, who I apparently am not getting his name right at all because I haven't heard a bell just yet. That's a bummer. Oh, well. Uh, what I learned, there was a new... It's, yeah, it's fine. Is his name Gendry? <laughs> yeah. Is it not yeah. Gendry? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. He's Genji Main. Yeah. Um, Genji Main. That's his name. Genji Main. He's the newest SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> Genji Main. Genji Main. Um, I like Diva myself. Uh, there's a new. What I learned in this episode. A new place, East Watch. Uh, another thing I learned. Tyrion murdered his father with a crossbow. <laughs> it was mentioned a lot in this episode. Uh, they also mentioned Tyrion murdered Davos's son with wildfire? <laughs> Tyrion's kind <laughs> um, of a bad motherfucker. And then uh, Davos apparently saved Gen- Genji Mane at some point. Um, yeah, overall, uh, uh, solid episode, a lot of intrigue. Didn't hold up to the dragon fight, but what could, let's be honest. Um, next week's season, or next week is episode six, and then the season finale after that. Guys, what did you think of the episode? I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, because you're coming off of dragon fight and you're going into horde of white walkers. We need an episode that's just a little bit of downtime, world building, you know, getting all the pieces in place. And I think it did it pretty well. Also, Gendry's back. That's my boy, especially with that Warhammer. Like, he's just like, you said he, he can't sneak attack with a Warhammer. He did twice. Oh, well, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh,. <laughs> Yeah, I'm he gonna managed... fight for that as a rogue in D and D. If Gendry can sneak with a warhammer, I'm gonna say that I can too. But I mean, well, okay, but you need a partner to give you to to help you out and give you advantage with the sneak. I have to say that because that's absolutely what happened there. <laughs> yeah, you need you need uh, an actual dwarf. Uh, you need someone with dwarfism to <laughs> to uh, help you uh, distract the two guards that you want to sneak attack. Uh, and then you have to crit both times. But I play as a dwarf. You do play as a dwarf, but you need a, a different dwarf. Well, then you need to do the distracting. You oh, can't wow. use the Warhammer. <laughs> we, will, we will discuss this at our next game. 
Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't have the finesse property, so you can't sneak attack with it. Anyway, so uh, it does have reach. It does have reach. That doesn't. That's not finesse, though. No. Yeah. You need finesse sorry. to sneak attack, don't you? No. I thought you need finesse. No, it just allows you to use your agility well, I know, or right. your dexterity your dex, know, yeah. instead of strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you could sneak attack with a strength weapon, though. Oh yeah. Well, most of your weapons are strength weapons. Yeah. Welcome to the D and D. Yeah. Welcome to well, yeah. <laughs> welcome to the only thing nerdier in the Game of Thrones. Talking about D and D on a Game of Thrones podcast. The only thing nerdier. Absolutely. How uh, does the this tie into Star Trek? Ooh. <laughs> oh boy. Let's relate it back. Oh. Star of Trek. Yes. Uh, Riker would totally try and smash Danny for sure. Uh, now, now, Tara Shapey, I see you have quite a few uh, little notes jotted down there. Do you have, do you have some questions <laughs> for for me this week? Well, they're not all questions. Like I wrote, and, nine... Matt, and Matt, feel free, to, feel free to ask some questions as well. They're not all questions. Um, <laughs> like I wrote down, knife to the heart, and you're too late, John. You gave death a bad name. That's not quite a question. By John Bo- John Snowy. Yes. <laughs> John Snowy. I cut, I cut that one printed and send it. That's um, not getting any better. No, one of the things, so I think, correct me if I'm mistaken, but I think, is this the first time that you've seen the great horde of White Walkers? Uh, no, we saw a vision of them in the second episode because there were giants walking with them as That's well. That's true, but isn't this the big time that we've backed up and seen that, like the great numbers of thousands? I mean, probably, yeah. Along I knew, I knew, there, the I knew there was a lot. I knew there was a lot. This did contextualize just how many. What do you think? Um, it's a lot. And especially if, especially if they can only be killed by dragon glass weapons, like god damn. And so you have had kind of the unique experience of seeing John's panic, and no one believes him, and then you've seen. The That's numbers. true. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I have. I've I've gotten to like hear about them and then actually see them. I've gotten to experience what they're what they're experiencing basically. Yeah, you've had Daenerys's experience. Yeah. Of like, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty solid. I would I would believe, like, I mean, if somebody took a drone and filmed some footage and sent it back to me, <laughs> they'd be like, oh, definitely. That's a good suggestion for Jon Snow, is you should get a drone. Yeah. That I'd, would really well, help. I was actually, so I was listening to Harmontown today, and they were talking about uh, the episode with the, the uh, train wagon battle, or whatever the fuck people are calling it. Uh, the fight with the fucking dragon. Let's let's call it what it is. Uh, dragon wagon. The dragon, dragon wagon fight. Wagon. Dragon wagon fight. Uh <laughs> And, um, uh, Jeff, uh, uh, Jeff from Harmontown, Jeff Davis, uh, he was trying to, he was trying to think of like, he was like, why would you go in and ride the dragon? You've got the dragon, just send the dragon in. And people are like, well, you need somebody to like, to say, uh, dra- Drakai or whatever the fuck into its, na- into its ear so it'll know not to burn literally everything in sight. Uh, and then he was talking about, he was talking about, well, you need to get some kind of remote control apparatus. I was like, Jeff Davis, you are literally talking about dragon drone warfare. Like, that's super well, fucked up and unethical. That, uh, that, that brings up a good point, though, because, you know, the dragons in Game of Thrones, despite what Danny might say, they are animals. Mm-hmm. So what's to keep Bran from just warging in and jacking her? Oh, her man! What oh. if that happens? I mean, I really hope it does. I'm not gonna lie. What can he warg into Bran like, wargs a dragon? He can warg into people. I'm pretty sure oh. he can take a dragon. Dude, this cha- game changer. Bran for the Iron Throne, 2017. I mean, he could just be like, I have direct control over all the beasts of the land. Follow me, or a snake is just gonna be all up in your boot. 
<laughs> yeah, but he won't even. <laughs> that's that's the threat. Like, follow. You have to bend the knee to me, or you'll have a snake in your boots. Or there's a snake. There's in your a boots. snake in your boots. Yeah, but he won't even take control of Winterfell. Yeah, well, that's just. I mean, because he said this like weird, like three eyed raven, like disassociative thing going on right now. He but brand them all. I mean, like it's like if you really focused and tried, you know. I feel like Brandon's like. Brandon's like the kid in school, and you're just like, he's really smart, but just like doesn't apply himself. And it's like, <laughs> you have all this potential. If you just, if you just care for like two if you just, seconds. If you just applied yourself, you could work into a dragon and fucking take I, the whole place over. I got this tree. <laughs> cool. I'm just gonna hang out with this weird face tree. It's mm. not a phase, Mom. I am the three-eyed raven. <laughs> <laughs> he like grows yes. his hair out, Absolutely. like on the one side. He starts listening to my chemical romance. This is a new wave kind of shit. Like, but he could like decide that there shouldn't be a king. You know that animals like own Westeros, and he can just warg into the dragons and just he could also he could also warg he could also warg into the dragons and fly them like headfirst into a cliff and just like. Totally self-destruct the dragons. He could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's... Yeah. <laughs> well, right now, there's the King of the North, who is his family, so there's no real reason... Could he work into a videos. White Walker? Could he work into the Night King? God, who'd want to? Well, I don't know, because he was really close to the Night King. Well, I mean, he was a new Three-Eyed Raven, so that was probably yeah. too much for him at the time, but... I think he's probably, like, afraid of the Night King... Well, the, well, the Night King can disperse his ravens. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's implied that there's something supernatural about the Night King and the White Walkers. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I feel like that would be like a real battle of wills that would make for amazing television. Just two people staring at each other. Like, shot, reverse shot. Solid, yeah. Shot. Scan me! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's Scanners, the movie. <laughs> so that's all it is. Uh, all right, Shavy, you have any, you have any, Shavy or Matt, do you have any questions? Uh for for your resident expert on Game of Thrones, Ed Jones? Um, well, it's definitely becoming implied that the show is starting to sneak in this uh Johnny Danny relationship. Yeah, yeah, we had that we had that I forget if we mentioned that on the podcast last week, but they pointed that out in the after thing. It's like, there is a budding romance here. And we're like, what? We didn't see that at all. No, we didn't. In this episode, you you kind of see them like wanting to pass notes to each other, but that that feels like about all it's at. Well, my question. I really hope that it seems it seems too easy. Come on. Do you ship it? No, no. I also don't use the word ship. I ever. know you don't. Uh, no, I, I absolutely, I don't want that to happen at all. That seems like a, a ham-fisted attempt at putting the two together. We have. It's nice and fun. We already have one incestuous relationship. Let that be the standalone child. Uh, what's what's gonna what's gonna stand? What's gonna set Jamie and and Cersei apart if we have another uh, related? Another two relatives that are banging. Uh, this is aunt and nephew. It's totally different. Is it aunt and nephew? Wait, is it? I thought, is they that, were, I thought they were like cousins or brother and sister. Kissing cousins. I'm back on, guys. I'm back on board. <laughs> as long as we call it kissing cousins. Uh, well, then my follow-up question is, what two characters would, out of the whole show, they can be anywhere in the whole world, what two characters would you like to pair together in oh, a romance? Oh, God. Ugh. I don't think about these kinds of things like I some people do. Uh, dumb. 
Come on. Um, your your your, your Tumblr fans are begging for a <laughs> art tum- commission. They want a Game of Thrones Listen, couple. They, they, I know I've been soft on shipping this whole time. Yeah, uh, it's a new segment called Who Does Jones Ship? Who do you ship? <laughs> Uh, and I have to ask it's this. Called, because... It's called Ship Ahoy with Jones. <laughs> Jumping ship. Ships Ahoy. A thousand ships delicious. <laughs> I feel like this, this could be its own podcast. Do an entire podcast. Ship Ahoy. Just Ed, ship people. Who do you who ship? Do you ship? I'm, I'm down to questions like this. I'm like, like, I'm like it's midnight. What are you doing here? I'm down to questions like this because you really are putting together Game of Thrones <laughs> thank, pretty well. Thank so you now very I much. have to ask, like, who do you ship? Because <laughs> this, this is, this is the means by which we're reduced to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because like, you can't just ask the question, like, Ed. Who do you think Gendry is? Because yeah. they tell you, and he's a badass with a hammer. So it's sure. like, Ed, who would you work if you could work in anyone? <laughs> if you could work into anybody in the bathroom, who would you? <laughs> uh, well, which bathroom would you let's use? See. Oh. But I would um, ask you, but Gen- Gendry was see. just like, I'm Robert Baratheon's bastard son. Like, he really... He did not bury the lead no, on that one. Didn't. Yeah. Um, who would I ship? Um, God damn the devil in hell. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Okay, him with who? Uh, <laughs> I know I said God and then oh. damn, comma the devil. His name is damn. He's a devil in hell. Uh, no, uh, God. <laughs> God. <laughs> the light lord and the night lord. <laughs> uh, Lord of Light and the Night King. Lord of Light and the Night King, yeah. No, uh, I like how it's gone from, I'm like... To, I'm trying to find a serious answer, and I'm just like, well, who... I get, like, what I have to be reduced to is, who do I want to watch fuck more? Like, I mean, Daenerys, sure. Yeah, like, see some... Yeah, you haven't been able to see her naked. I haven't been able to see those titties. Everybody, like, her titties are old biz to, like, everybody else who watches the show. I haven't seen... So boring. Um, I like how, like... The mother of titties. Ed, Ed, you have been asked, like, questions, uh, like, deep, deep questions about, like, seven seasons of lore mm-hmm. on this top-rated program. You've been able to piece it together pretty well. Sure. But who would you ship? That's what stumps you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the stumper question. Oh. Uh, <laughs> shit. Well, while he thinks and swears, <laughs> Matt, who would you ship? Who would I this? ship? Yeah. Who would you ship? Um, you know who I would ship because I, I ship them super hard: Red Beauty Man and Brienne of Tarth. Okay, I can that I can get behind. That okay. is that okay. is because like, it's not like in Game of Thrones you have a lot of different like types of relationships. You have mm-hmm. political relationships. You have really rapey relationships. <laughs> you have really uncomfortable relationships. Incestuous relationships. Finally, like. Two people who, like, are just, like, well, one of them, at least, is honestly like, hey, I like you for who you are, and I'm also attracted to you, and despite that not being reciprocated, it's just, like, a very innocent kind of, like, feeling. He's not, like, super creepy about it, like, Lord Baelish is about every single Stark woman. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's just, like... Yeah, I can can get behind that. I'm gonna gonna be on uh, uh, Beardy Tarth. Uh, what's what's our ship name for that? Because apparently you fucking have to have one of those. <laughs> Christ Almighty, Barf, <laughs> Barf. <laughs> you say it's not creepy, but that those eyes, those like crazy eyes, yeah. started the second she rode like into town and was just are. giant. Oh, she's just... And he's eating that like 
turkey leg or whatever it is, like turkey fat streaming into his beard. And then he crazy and then eyeball he, in her. That's not creepy to you. And then he swallowed the whole thing. It was crazy. <laughs> I that's a reference to a KFC campaign I that <laughs> I ate the bones. It's a reference to a KFC campaign that Shafee and I were talking about earlier today. Uh, cold ice for the podcast. <laughs> so I, I, I have a question. I yeah. mean, the spotlight has been turned. Oh boy, on us, Tara. Oh, who do you ship? Who do you ship? Who Tara? do I ship? Uh, Arya and Hot Pie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good ship. Hot, hot, I forgot about hot pie. <laughs> hot, yes, what yes. about hot pie? A hot hot pie and a pot pie. Uh, he already loves his pot pies. Oh, how much? <laughs> he puts love into each pot oh, pie. He's nice. like he loves baking so much. He browns the butter first. He is. Yeah, he's inventing new baking techniques yes. in medieval times. He's amazing. Like, he is like a. He's like a five Michelin star chef that nobody even knows. He it. really is. And he's kind of the classic housewife, and Arya's like the classic soldier. It's it's kind of like a, a turn role, on its head. Nice and, role reversal. Yeah, and she can do some great, I don't know, war hero stuff in the next 20 years and come home to him, and it's going to be great. They're going to raise some kids. He's going to mother them all. You know. mm-hmm. She comes home. He's just like, so how many governments did you overthrow today, sweetie? And she's like, just three. I don't want to talk a slow about day. it. <laughs> All right, what else? What else you got in your little sheet? Uh, oh, uh, I wrote, tell me what Sansa wants, what she really, really wants. Well, I'll tell you what she wants, what she really, really wants. <laughs> and by that, I mean, so you you kind of said that you yeah. don't really know. But just based on that conversation, can you kind of pick up, there's obviously some tension there, and Arya is kind of accusing her of you finally have what you want. Um, is that what she said? Is Because it, it was... Well, she's saying the sentence she said was something like, um, "You're in the position to get what you really want," and you've always like wanted that. nice things. Can you infer kind of anything about what's going on between these two characters based on what you've seen so far this guess, episode and the last? Well, I guess I get I maybe has has Sansa always kind of wanted to be in like like the head like the head of the family, and Arya has never really been interested in it. I get I get the vibe that Arya's never really been interested in. Well, that'll give you a bell. And following along. And is, is Sansa, is Sansa, has Sansa been trying to be a queen of some type this whole time? Oh, a queen specifically. Oh, dang. Yeah. Would you say that this is the direct path that this, that, I'm super leading you. No, I can't do that. <laughs> this is the way she wanted it to happen. Probably not. She didn't want to. She didn't want to get. She didn't want to get sloppy seconds on ruling Winterfell. <laughs> John's like, by the way, I gotta go see the other queen here. Take this. Hold this. Hold this. Hold my crown. I'll be right back. <laughs> Hold my creepy crow feather cloak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I actually have a question while we're on the subject of Sansa. Sure. Um, what did you think of Sansa's super severe shoulder pads? Cause like I, I've seen the episode twice, and every time I see it, when she walks in, cause like she's it, she's got to be wearing a corset, cause like really tight waist, and there's like boom. I might have to circle back. Samus, cause I didn't I didn't notice that at all. She's got Samus, Samus Aran Aran <laughs> style shoulder pads, just so big. And I was like, I was like, okay, when it comes to it, I gotta ask um, ask it about. It. Well, let's, let's let's spin it off into Winterfell fashion. 
Which, what are your opinions I on Winterfell? I love fashion? Winterfell fashion. <laughs> like, if we're really getting into it, I think everybody dressed in Winterfell looks really fucking cool. Cause they're all wearing these sweet, like, fur robes and cloaks and leather and gloves. And it's all, I'm, I'm very much like a, like a fall and winter dresser in the first place. <laughs> like, I, I love, all of my wardrobe is like, very geared to like fall and winter. I, I love, I love layers and I love like dark hues. Fucking, I think Winterfell is killing it in the faction game, if I had to, like, I say that totally unironically. It's the best. I also like Jamie's, a lot of Jamie's outfits, if I had to go elsewhere for outfits. He's got that, like, military commander. He's got this sweet, like, the, the sweet, like, double-breasted yeah. doublet kind of look. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I, like, don't even register Jamie as dressed yeah. in more than one thing at his, all. His black, like, but his black, like, jacket button-up button jacket that he was wearing this episode was really fucking cool. Your attention to male detail is always so good. I look at people's yeah. shoes when I meet them. Gotta... <laughs> what kind of shoes is Jamie wearing? Uh, I haven't seen Jamie's <laughs> shoes yet. I mean in real life. <laughs> Can you comment on some other styles? Because styling is oh, such man. a big part of Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's really, it's really well done. In the, it's really well done in this show, I, I gotta admit. Um, I kind of, I, I'm sad that you sort of missed the, like, pinnacle of like the red keep because that's oh man they i mean they went all out in the costume department i mean they're still going all out but there was like a time when it was like that very like bohemian cosmopolitan look in the capital and it's just hmm. uh, i mean it's just not there anymore because everyone's starving but in king's landing you know. gotcha gotcha all right you know who's really killing it the Maesters! Hello! Poor no, <laughs> <laughs> Ro- robes are in! <laughs> there you go. I was, you said it before I could get it out of my mouth. Absolutely. I love that they all um, sound like this, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting it right all the time. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The, yeah. They do have all the answers. Seriously, the costuming in the show is fucking phenomenal. Like, people look so good. Whoever's doing fucking Daenerys' hair... Is it looks so cool at all times. Um, it's always killer. So, uh, this is a trivia fact that's not hair, not like no, oh, that's a wig. Well, yeah, sure, yeah. but so, I mean, but, somebody, oh, like, somebody, somebody, does somebody, wigs, somebody so. is braiding yeah. that wig. Um, and I, I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's, there's Emmys like for a, hair, a team. yeah, I don't know if there's yeah. Emmys for hair, but they get they deserve all of them, yeah. <laughs> Well, I imagine it's part of costuming, right? Sure. Yeah. Is it right? I'd, ima- I'd imagine. I yeah. Imagine. It's cool. Yeah. Well, because I mean, I forget the actress's name, but she's actually got like a side cut in real life, doesn't she? She do uh, like half a Game of Thrones cast know. at this point. It must be like a blood oath that they're all going to get side cuts because at one point Marjorie and Sansa had side cuts too. Hmm. Does yeah. she also, or are you just? Oh, I, I'm, I'm almost certain she has well, a side cut. Yeah. Because yeah, Natalie Dormer, she had her. Natalie hair Dormer. Cut. That's for, no. Natalie Dormer um, is Marjorie. Yeah. Oh, I don't she fucking know. She was gone that by, is, by the time you jumped yeah. into this project. Do but, not know who that is. I thought I thought Natalie Dormer was Sansa. Oh no, not, no, 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 not no, Sansa. No. Uh, Daenerys. Daenerys. No, that's Sansa Amelia, also Amelia Clark. Hmm. But, Amelia um, Clark. Natalie Dormer, she had hers like trimmed because she was in the Hunger Games. She played out, and she had like the oh, <laughs> Fashion in the Hunger Games also really cool. Oh yeah, <laughs> haven't uh, seen that. Trivia. Uh, I should watch the last one. I should watch the last Hunger Games movie and see if I can piece together <laughs> what's going on. Jeez. <laughs> uh, a quick piece of trivia while we're on the fashion though. Uh, the the cloaks that the Night's Watch wears. Yeah. Um those are actually rugs. Cool. From a very popular retailer. Oh. Yes, which popular retailer? Walmart. Okay. 
Uh, I saw Target. Melanin, keep guessing. I saw this. You love this retailer ad. I do. Yes, you, you both do. IKEA. Hey, yeah. I do love IKEA. That's okay, fucking so cool. I saw this. I didn't click. I, I read more headlines than I read articles uh, <laughs> when it comes to things like this. I saw that IKEA was coming out with how to turn their rugs into cloaks. <gasps> I didn't. Like, they're coming out with, like, instructions on how to do that. I didn't realize that that was actually for the set. I thought that it was just, like, <laughs> you can reverse engineer our, our rugs into folks from Game of Thrones, like a cosplay thing. Are you actually telling me that... The actual, what they use, those are rugs from Ikea. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm writing this down to fact check you, because I can't possibly believe this. And do you I have, have a, I, do you have one more que- <laughs> one more question there? We'll we'll fact check after the show. Do you have one more one more question there? Or? Oh, when you said that, um, you thought uh, Sir Jorah and Daenerys have like a father daughter relationship. Yeah. Um, I wrote down it's so common um, for women to sort of feel that it's fatherly daughterly too. When yeah. men don't feel that way, and in parentheses I wrote friends. Oh no! Like he wants to bang, and Danny's just not having it. I mean, I wouldn't say to he, bang. He, he, got, is, he got a little crush. He got a little crush. He got a little he crush. Got... Can we? Can we? I mean, I mean no. Like don't divulge, don't divulge no. details. Yeah. I got oh, well. after that. Like we'll have we'll have a post mortem after the season's over, and we'll we'll answer any questions post-mortem. that I have. Yeah. I mean, the series isn't over. It's not a post-mortem. I mean, yeah. It's a post-mortem of probably this podcast, because it's not going to be as funny the second time around. Fair enough. <laughs> for season eight. We'll figure out something else for season I eight. I think there'll just be one more episode of the podcast. It'll just be the series finale. Yeah. There we go. You won't watch all of the um. season. <laughs> oh, oh just boy. So you'll watch That's a only this season, and then stop until <laughs> the last episode ever. It just... We start like cutting his time that he can experience things down and <laughs> and it was like Ed Jones watches the last three seconds of Lost. <laughs> What'd you think, Ed? What'd you think? I don't know. It was just a black screen. What the fuck? We did talk about you watching the whole last season of Lost, which I do think would be delightful. Yeah? I'd love to guide your way through the island. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so down for that. Uh... <laughs> yeah, and then I'll watch The Island by uh, Michael. Yeah, Michael oh, Bay. Michael Bay. Yeah, that's it. God, I was trying to make that pull and I couldn't couldn't quite get there. <laughs> Needed a little bit of help, Duncan. Those are all my notes. Matt, do you have any other questions? I I, I don't. I think we kind of hit uh, a lot of the a lot of the big ones. Oh, there. So, um, because we watched the trailer for the next episode. Yeah. yeah. And they had a really sweet hero shot. For uh, eye patch, I just wanted to get your thoughts on eye patches. Uh... Oh, his fucking fire sword! Yes, that's some cool shit. I, uh, I don't know if that's been a thing this whole time, but fucking, I'm stoked for that. I want to see a fire sword in the next episode. Oh, we do have one quick other question. Yes. Um, so far, you've told me that the hound has been your kind of reigning favorite character. Sure. When I asked you why, you said because he does all the swears. Mm-hmm. We've had multiple characters swear in this episode. We only, we only, the only one notable is that Bronn called Jamie a cunt, which is a word I've only heard the Hound use up until now. Well, I would say, who is your favorite character in this episode? Is it still the Hound? Uh, Hound didn't have a lot to do. Hound had like two lines the whole episode, unfortunately. So, do you have another favorite character for this episode? Uh, boy. Um, I think John, I think John, John pulled some weight this episode. This episode, I think John was my VIP this episode. 
to uh to use it in terms of um uh totes recall another great podcast you should check out y'all uh yeah that's all (laughs) (laughs) word uh all right cool uh, for our, for our, our son of, oh, I actually wanted to hit this at the top and I totally forgot to. Uh, I was dismayed to find out that on Late Night with Seth Meyers last year, I just found this out. On Late Night with Seth Meyers this last year, Seth Meyers was watching, and he did it again this year, he's been watching Game of Thrones with amazing actress Leslie Jones, and they've been calling it Game of Jones. <laughs> What? And I'm like, no! <laughs> I searched all over to make sure there wasn't, this wasn't a stolen title, I promise. But I didn't think to search YouTube because, I, I don't know, it, I was doing a podcast, not a video series. Um, it's a big bummer, but big shout outs to Leslie Jones and Seth Meyers, big fans of the show. Uh, they're big fans of my show, I mean. Um, cool. So we're gonna get to our favorite part of the, uh, of, of the episode. We're gonna, uh, as you know, I post every week on the Game of Thrones subreddit because they're huge fans over there and they love my podcast. They'll have everything to do with it. Uh, and so we're gonna read out some, some reviews here. Uh, Vote Giant Douche had this to say, uh, worst idea ever. Thanks, Vote Giant Douche, for, for listening to the podcast. Appreciate it. Uh, Masson011 said, you're so ratcheting out there. Really fantastic innovator. This is the most genius idea I think I've ever seen. You're not watching arguably the best ever TV series from the start and it's genius. Foreshadowing, waste of time. Uh, okay, can, can I just say something? First of all, that's good, but best TV show series yeah, of all I time? Yeah, already, I already watched Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, you need to watch The Wire. <laughs> Thanks, Masson011, for, uh, for listening to the show. I appreciate it. Uh, and last but not least, uh, Paleologos, 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 uh, P-A-L-A-E-O-L-O-G-O-S. Paleologos? You have too many, uh... Right, right into the show. Let us know how to say your name. Uh, <laughs> uh, they left us this review. Oh, great. A podcast version of your annoying housemate coming into the room in the middle of a movie and loudly proclaiming his confusion while demanding to know what's going on. That's definitely what my podcast is. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's amazing that we don't live in a time where you can just pause the episode for like... Five minutes and explain what's yeah, going on. Yeah, or that... You have to watch it live in 2007. And, and it's also amazing that so many Game of Thrones fans seem to not have any faith that the writers can easily drop context clues to try to piece together the story for people who haven't watched it in, I don't know, a year? Yeah, uh, I got down to the shipping <laughs> question by this episode. Yes, yeah, like, we're doing pretty good, I think. You know the entire um, King's lineage from yeah. like the beginning to now? I think I'm... I'm like, thing is, the plot this season is not super hard to follow, and I don't think people realize that, like... They're like, you're not going to know what's going on. I'm like, I know everything that's going on. John wants Daenerys' help. Daenerys says bend the knee. Just Daenerys won't. Daenerys wants everyone to bend the knee. Uh, Daenerys won't go help John because she's afraid Cersei is going to come in and take her spot. Cersei is getting her ass kicked by Daenerys', Daenerys dragons. Sam is looking to get some dragon glass. There's, like, stuff you're missing, and I, I get what... But sure. Like, that stuff you're missing doesn't cause those people any harm. I don't know why they're so bad up about it. Thank you to the fans of the show over at the subreddit. Appreciate it, guys. I kind of feel like it brings up uh, an issue, though, that I've been having with Game of Thrones so far this season. Is Every episode, every main character at least once loudly proclaims all the things that are motivating them. I'm like... <laughs> It's been very- Oh, Cersei! Really? 
You want to destroy all your enemies and win the war? What a change in your character arc from the past six fucking years. It's, a, it's been very helpful to me. I do. Have to say. I'm well, I'm glad. <laughs> I am they, the bastard son of they, Robert Baratheon. They, yeah, exactly. Hey, they what? did. They did. They did this just for me. They're like, wait, we got. We got to write this in for Jones. He's fucking doing this podcast. Maybe Weiss and David Benioff are like, guys, guys. Look, and we Jones need to do is some listening. Reshoots. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, I think that's all. I think that's all I got for today. Uh, you guys have anything else to say? And you guys, got anything to plug? Um, not really. No, I wish I was doing something interesting, but I'm just not. Fair enough, uh, Shafi? If you see an old person that needs help crossing the street, it really doesn't take a lot of time out of your day to just take their hand and help them across. A solid plug. Always a solid plug from Tara Shafi. Always a, so- a sociably, 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 socially solid plug from Tara Shafi. Uh, for my plug, I'm I, like I'm gonna say within the episode, and then I'll probably plug it at the end of the episode too. Uh, check out Blake up with Cody, uh, with Cody Madison and Blake Thielman on iTunes and Stitcher, uh, because I'm going to be in an episode coming up. That's very exciting to me. I just recorded with those those fun fun boys this weekend, uh, and yeah, that's about it. Uh, okay, so from all of us here at uh, Game of Jones, I'm Jones. I'm Matt. I'm Sheepy. And until next time, Oberon is, is a, a noun. noun.